Critical hit Punch All Nazis takes place in the early days of World War II and combines high adventure with cosmic horror. All dates, locations, and historical events are thrown out the window in order to create a fun story, so don't put too much thought into historical inaccuracies. All accents are done poorly, but with love, and no disrespect is intended. Last time on Critical Neither one of the ones we've seen so far were the real one. You see, and he turns to the group. In this world, there is magic. You guys all enjoy lots and lots of wine. You wake up the next morning in your beds, back in your hotel room. You have slept in. Everybody roll me a brawn, <laughs> brawn, brawn plus resilience. resilience. Yes, brawn plus resilience. Oh, no. uh, D1. <laughs> oh, boy. Hey, the one success. You are able to hold your liquor quite fine. Hi. Uh, Blisco is able to hold his liquor just fine. Uh, Carlos, surprisingly, able to hold his liquor just fine. One success. Oh, and Matthew is able to hold his liquor just fine as well. Okay. So you guys have two momentum uh, going into into this uh, episode. You all exit your bedrooms into the primary uh, area, the, the common area. And sitting in a chair is a man. And he's got khaki pants. And he's got a wool, heavy wool sweater. He's got an eye patch over one eye and he's got a uh, stocking cap on and what looks like a fake beard standing behind him uh, by the window is a man in all black and a black uh, stocking cap. He every few minutes keeps looking out the window. Well, you boys certainly took your time waking up this morning. You guys can see them too, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, pull my gun out. <laughs> the man at the window turns around. How dare you pull a gun on generalizing a hire like that? What's wrong with you boys? I'll like, I'll, I squint at the other guy. Yeah, sure enough. Underneath the eye patch and the, uh, and the fake beard. That's, that's General Eisenhower. So, uh, sorry. The man in black is, uh, is uh, your sergeant uh, weird? This is just proof that the disguise is working. Yeah, masterful disguise, chief. I say as I like. Now, oh, thank you, oh, thank God. you very much. I came up with this myself. I told you, sergeant, that they would be unable to tell it was me. I understand, sir, but I still feel uncomfortable having you in this place full of fascists and Nazis and these guys. <clears throat> fair honestly yeah <laughs> well i got a report from the uh brigadier that you guys might not be doing your job very well and i gotta say seeing you right now i kind of have to agree with him mm -hmm. so what's going on uh well 
we have just been conducting an investigation. It's just taken a while. Mm-hmm. We've made contact with the local resistance. That's good. We, and they, uh, they welcomed us in with, with drinks. Yes. I can smell. Yeah. Uh, we believe our current target is in a museum uh, in one of these islands. Mm-hmm. So uh, the resistance is going to help us get it. Uh, and how are they going to do that? Uh, they're going to blow up a fascist uh, warehouse on the on the island to cause a distraction. Eisenhower and the sergeant kind of give each other a look, like a knowing look. All right, go on. That's it. Well. Oh, are. hey, uh, while I got you here, Chief, you wouldn't happen to have seen these before, would you? And I'll hand them uh, my sketches of the runes. Looks at it. Yeah, that's a protection spell and a um, award to uh, keep people away. Do you know how we might be able to get past it? Yes, I do. <laughs> what do you need to do that for? We think the actual artifact might be in there. Mm-hmm. All right. And he pulls out a sheet of paper, starts writing some stuff down, takes up a few minutes. You can see his hand kind of glows a kind of a green as he's writing. Tears off the sheet of paper, folds it up, and hands it to you. When you're ready, just recite this spell three times. Words will go down. Great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Anything else? I mean, uh, if you have something, or, or well, Valentina, you have something? Yeah, uh, the local resistance, they asked us to help with eliminating uh, what they call a demon dog here. Tell Uh, me about it. Seen it once. It seems to be some kind of non-physical dog that the local uh, police force has been using to uh, dispatch uh, undesirables. Uh, seemed to kind of appear out of nowhere. I believe uh, the fellow that it took uh, threw a rock at it that passed right through it, and the dog grabbed him, and it disappeared. Uh, how did the dog disappear? Did it go? It like well, how did it appear? Shadows or something, right? Ah, did it? Did it first come as a like a black cloud? It did turn into a black cloud at some point, I think. Uh-huh. He scratches his fake beard. What else can you tell me? Uh, the resistance said that the way to dispatch it is to separate it or to eliminate its power source, but they didn't know what that power source was. If this is what I think it is, uh, this demon dog is pretty much invulnerable. Okay. Except if you do break its connection from... It's power source. A good intel on those guys. Yes. Yes, indeed. All right, listen. And he stands up and he kind of brushes imaginary lint off of his pants as he stands up. Mm-hmm. What you need to do is get yourself four iron bars. Got to be pure iron. And on okay. that, and he pulls out a piece of paper again and he starts writing down a bunch of stuff. You need to inscribe these symbols in this order. Up and down and all around each of these iron rods. This is a, this is a spell. 
you understand, and I understand, looks at all of you, that you have no powers, but if you inscribe it correctly, um, you should be okay. Should be okay. Okay. And then once we have them inscribed, what do we do? Well, when the dog approaches you, each of you will need to drive this uh, these iron bars into the ground to create a square and box the creature in. Mm-hmm. And once that square is complete, you should be able to injure it. Now, you still got to watch out for it because it's still going to have its healing powers. It's still going to have its ability to attack and do serious damage to you. A okay. uh, couple of things, though. In order for this to work, uh, you're going to have to activate it with your blood. Huh? Yeah, not a whole lot. Just a little bit of your blood. Cut your hand open. Put it on the stake as you're sticking it in the ground. That should activate it. And you have to create a square that has no broken areas, meaning uh, nothing is blocking the path between each of the rods. So you need a clear area in order to do this. Does that make sense? Everybody clear on that? Yes, sir. I tell you, and he rips the beard off and tell you what, Sergeant, this thing is sure itchy. (laughs) How small does this square have to be? It can be many size. The beast won't be able to cross it. It'll be trapped inside. But you just can't have anything interrupting the lines between the stakes. So, you know, no chairs in between, no tables in between. No houses. No houses. Okay. I figure, you know what, these 30 by 30 should be enough. You can get a clear area for that. Yeah, probably. No, right? Anything else? Do you know anything about the local luminaries? That's a name I haven't heard in quite a while. Brigadier said that you were dealing with a secret society, but he wasn't forthcoming with all of the information. Yeah, we've encountered luminaries in two other places, uh, but they were... In, in at least one instance, definitely shadows of their former selves, but these guys seem to be doing well, at least monetarily. Well, they are tasked with protecting these artifacts, as you know. Hmm. I would be wary of them. They may seem like they could be easy allies, but I have a feeling that they're going to be quick to stick a knife in your back. Yeah. So I would say be careful around them. And they probably know you're coming. Sure. Now, listen, I'm here not as just some random social call, but because I think we're not getting all the information from the Brigadier that we should be. If I'm going to convince Roosevelt to create an organization like Section M, then... I need more information than I'm getting now. Okay. And uh, it would probably be a good idea when you're submitting reports to send a copy to us as well. All right. Just so we can confirm whether we're getting all the right information or not. Understand what I'm saying? Sure. Yes, sir. Very good. I don't go out of my way to appear in person that often. So please take this in all seriousness. 
is vitally important that you succeed in your missions. Failure is not an option. If that Hitler gets his hands on even one of these, it could spell disaster for all of us. Everyone clear on that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I knew you boys were good. See, Sergeant, I told you these boys were good. If you say so, sir. <laughs> sir? <laughs> I still have some concerns. Yes, sir. What What's your name, Bug Eater? Yes, sir. How's your mom doing? I uh, hopefully well, sir. Good, good. Uh, what information have you been given already? Well, obviously, I didn't know the luminaries were the secret society that was involved in this. Yeah. I know you're after some artifacts, and I know you're here. The latest uh, communication that I had from the brigadier said he was uh, very disappointed that you were working with Nazis. And I said that couldn't be the case. But he insists that you guys were working with Nazis. And I well, can't cotton to that. We were working with an operative who turned out to be a Nazi, but we didn't know that she was a Nazi. I see. In fact, we've had plenty of opportunity to co cooperate with Nazis, and we haven't. Mm -hmm. Did they tell you about the snake people? They did not tell me about the snake people. Okay. What's this well, now? Uh, there's a race of snake people who have sworn vengeance on the surface, but I'll, I'll try to fish out all of my notes and I'll, I'll write a new report about it. Um, and uh, also tank. the, yeah, the walking tank, uh, the, we also had an opportunity to work with Nazis in the Paris sewers, but we didn't. I know about the ghouls. Okay. All right. They tell about I know about Dr. Smith. Okay. I know that you got one of the artifacts out of, out of Egypt. Yes. All right. But that's about all the information that we have. Did they tell you we ran into a night screamer? What are those guys called? We ran into a gremlin. Okay. Yep. Uh, seems like we're only getting a fraction of the information. All right. Uh, how should we send this to you? You want us to send it by mail? Or do you well, want us to call you? There's an operative in Paris. Uh, he's an American. His name's Antoine Dupree. Okay. Uh, he is someone you can contact and he will get the information to us uh, have you been advised he is currently working with section M as an asset that's right I know that okay good because he let me know huh. good, good should know most of our information then uh, that's true but he is under the impression that the brigadier was sending you the proper information Mm. Yeah, maybe we can, uh, maybe on our reports, we can <clears throat> try and make sure that Antoine is looped in so that he can advise on, on mystical stuff. That sounds good, although he doesn't have uh, very many mystical abilities. Yeah, uh, that's just the excuse, sir. I don't think the brigadier would necessarily object to it, but he might. We'll get you well, the information one way or the other. Sounds good. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm just a little concerned that the Brigadier seems to be hiding something from us. Obviously, people want to keep power to themselves. But in this case, we should be working very closely together and not putting up walls and barriers. You, right. don't, you don't suppose he's been compromised? Oh. The Brigadier? I don't think he has been. Hmm. But others in his organization might be. 
My impression so far is he's got a stronger uh, distrust of the mystical arts. I can see that. And I think he's probably more jealous than anything. (laughs) (laughs) Could be as well. This is not something that I've discussed with uh, the group because I didn't think that there was an opportunity. But if there is... Would there be a possibility for like one of us to actually start training in some sort of mystical art so that we're not, you know, completely clueless whenever we run into something? Not so far. Eisenhower walks up to you, Dutch, and he stares you right in the eye for a minute. He looks over, moves over to Doc, stares you in the eye for just a minute. Goes over Valentino. Valentino, he stares you in the eye for a minute. His... He's got these gray eyes that are just staring right back at it, at you. He goes over to Bug Eater. Stares you in the eye. Maybe a little bit longer than the others. That's a possibility. I know you all have specialties and abilities that you've trained well, and you serve your country well with the abilities that you have, but you might be able to train in other areas. It's a long time. I didn't become... What I am today, overnight, you understand. Oh, of course. Uh, while we're trying to completely debrief everything, um, and this may be relevant to this potential training, uh, apparently I have been identified as the one by beings that the uh, British call... Uh, the Yith? The Yith, yes. Yep, we're aware of them. Okay. We've and had I our see, own encounters... Yeah. We've had our own encounters with them. Give me some capability to use the artifact that we got from Egypt. Can I see it? Yeah. I'll show it to him. Eisenhower takes the masks, mask from you, and he uh, looks it over. Uh, he looks like he's about to put it up to his face. Uh, don't, maybe don't put it on, Chief, because uh, the last non-Valentino person who did that had their whole face burnt off. Mm-hmm. And what does this mask allow you to do? Ah, uh, seems to let me see and commune with uh, spirits. Uh-huh. At least for a limited time. Interesting. He hands it back to you. Any idea what it uh, does uh, to get you to the Key of Solomon? Not yet. This is our only uh, artifact in the, uh, you know, out of all of the nursery rhyme artifacts. Uh, so we kind of hoping that you knew Skipper. <laughs> no, this is all new to us and don't call me Skipper. Yes, sir. Well, I think I've impressed upon you boys enough to uh, know the seriousness of this uh, situation. Keep working the good fight. Keep being good Americans. And let's win this war. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, with that, he puts his beard back on. How's this look? It looks good, sir. (laughs) Very good. Let's get out of here. And uh, the two of them just walk out the door and close behind them. Good to see the Sarge is doing well. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like he's lost a little weight. Yeah. Moving up in the world. Anxiety will do that to you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that was very scary. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Well, at least he didn't uh, shoot the general there. 
True. Uh, I suppose we need to get ourselves some pure iron bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that would be the next thing on the list. You can easily acquire those at any uh, manufacturing place, either on Venice or on Murano, uh, because the iron bars are used in the glass making, especially yeah. when it comes to rolling out the the glass. So, yeah, I know, was gonna getting say. a couple of yeah. getting a couple of uh, three three and a half foot iron bars, not a problem. You now have four iron bars. Well, <laughs> let's get eight. <laughs> just in case we mess just up. Just in case. These balance. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. You have and eight iron bars. Yeah, you are heavily we'll, encumbered. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll spend some time carefully uh, ensorcelling them. Okay. It, it, you are able to pick up some tools as well. And you are able to inscribe each of the iron bars using the symbols that that the general has written down for you and you inscribe the the bars top to bottom it takes a while because it is iron and you are working with you know some tools that can work with iron but it still takes a long time to make sure that you get it just right that you do it in the proper order these are symbols that none of you have ever seen before mm-hmm. Brian can you look on your character sheet mm-hmm. I don't have your character sheet in front of me do you have um do you have an arcane tome, or did you read from an arcane tome? I read from an arcane tome, or at least okay. looked at. Okay. No longer have said book. because No, I that's should. fine. That's, that's fine. <laughs> All right, you have eight inscribed iron bars. Okay. I had an idea about the square. Okay. Uh, that's why I asked about the size. Mm-hmm. If we can go bigger, we could just cut it off while not in its uh not necessarily in its uh radius. Like it'll uh, probably knows that it's cut off immediately once it gets cut off, but it may not be able to track us immediately. You mean like set this up as like a trap and then lure it in? Uh, the general said it wouldn't be able to go in or out of it. Oh, uh, well, so it won't be able to. It won't be able to cross it. So if you trap it inside, it'll be cut off from the magic, and it won't be able to get out. Okay. Yeah. So uh, just what are you? What are you saying? So we know it patrols at night, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we set things up. During the late evening, people go out. We we figure out what's you know it's going to be on patrol. It's on patrol. We start or we make a very big area where its patrol is and activate it at that point. But how would we? It would have to be a big area that doesn't cross over any like buildings and stuff. Yeah, keeping it unobstructed, I think, would be the challenge. Yeah, you know, like point outside of like if honestly, if this was if we were doing this in Lincoln, maybe because a lot of the roads there are straight. But look at this mess. Like, there's barely any roads, and the ones that are there are from the 16th century. Yeah, the bright sunshine comes in through the window as you point out. Uh, it hurts a little bit for some of you. 
Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's, there's the twisting, there's a twisting canal and there's a gondola guy riding by with some people in it. Uh, there's uh, people walking the twisty cobblestone paths, uh, around the, around the hotel and the buildings surrounding you. Yeah. It's pretty twisty turny. Yeah. We'll have to, I, I, I think this is something that we're going to have to execute on the fly. Yeah. I don't think we're going to be able to prep too much ahead of time. Yep. I uh, think, uh, you know, personally, we could try to follow a patrol and hopefully they wouldn't spot us for a while. But sounds like the brass is getting itchy. So we need to start showing them some results. Mm, can't say I'm thrilled that the brigadier's been worried about our about our performance. Tooth? I mean, yeah, you figure you survive a building explosion with a guy and you uh, you've bonded, but I guess maybe not. Mm. Yeah, I feel we're okay. a bit unorthodox for his taste. Yeah, you'd figure. I mean, I I think we've been getting results. Yeah, I think it's our methodology he doesn't agree with. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they'll transfer us to whatever uh, Ike is coming up with. <laughs> he seems to have our back at least. Well, I think he I think he gets it. I think he gets that we are out here on our own without a lot of resources and we have to improvise, so that's good. That's nice, but I I'm you know and I and I recognize that I might have a thing about authority figures. Mm-hmm. But I would say you can definitely trust him as a general, but I wouldn't trust him as a person. I think he'll be happy with us as long as we are uh, doing good results. But I think there's a reason why we, <laughs> uh, why we got that visit. Don't have any accountability as far as the U.S. government is concerned. Exactly. Yeah. We're actually we are actually doing a lot of work for them, uh, and just completely risking our lives. For the benefit of them. Like, how many times over do we have to risk our lives to not get sent to spend the rest of our lives in a military prison in Kansas? (laughs) So, yeah. Uh, I don't think our our situation hasn't changed. Except it's been improved greatly by having a wizard uh, look at some of our problems. Yeah. But I think the I think if we show up in Paris or London with a magical glass orb, the brigadier is going to be as happy as ever with us. Mm-hmm. So now all we have to do is actually get it. Yeah. And to do that, first we have to catch a dog. Then we have to help blow up a warehouse. Mm-hmm. And then we have to go in through a magic door, which, you know, may lead there. We still don't know for sure that it does. But according to Eisenhower, this is going to take down the security or the magical security. So I think we get to we get one shot at this. Sounds good. Let's go downstairs and get some methane coffee. You go downstairs. It is late afternoon. Uh, Andretti is hanging out in the in the lobby, sipping on some coffee. I'll sit with him. Hey, it's you. Hey, how are you feeling? 
Oh, we survived. <laughs> and Dreddy knew that you guys would be good. Uh, we got some new information on uh, the particular breed of dog that we're looking at. So, hmm, oh. a certain person would be would be a very interested to hear what you have to say. Sure. So, uh, we want to set that up. That would be good. He's, he's there now. They just go over. They know who you are. We had drinks. Okay. All right. We're all friends. All right. Well, finish my coffee. We'll get some sort of pastry. They have it. Okay. They have a crunchy, multi-layered pastry <laughs> that folds over nicely. Oh, okay. Tastes like basil. Mmm. Sweet basil. Mm-hmm. As you guys uh, are uh, exiting the hotel, Andrade pulls uh, pulls Bug Eater over. Hey, the one that likes the uh, the cars and the boats, huh? Yes. Listen, and he looks around, like trying to make sure nobody's listening in. About two blocks from the museum, where the two islands separate, mm-hmm. there's going to be a speedboat. Always waiting there. If you know how to drive a speedboat. Figure it out. You know how to drive a car. You know how to drive a speedboat. I know how to drive (laughs) a speedboat. (laughs) Good boy. Just be aware there's always going to be a boat sitting there for you. Appreciate it. That's from me, Andretti. (laughs) Thank you, Andretti. Someday you'll do something for me. I'll Eh? try. Of course. Have a good day. You too. He walks off down the street. I'm I'm gonna guess our current hotel is pretty secure if we haven't yeah. felt like our stuff has gotten tossed and also if Ice no. Power was there. Yeah. So uh I'll I'll leave my rifle because there's no way to Oh you don't have it. you don't have your rifle. Oh, we don't have them. They were just No. Like, you had so to leave those we, behind. When you we go try to the dog, we'll get the rifle. Yeah, when you go back to the Resistance HQ, they wouldn't let you walk down the street in the, in the night uh, or the early morning carrying all these weapons. So they thought it was best that keep them there until until they're needed. You still have your uh, your handgun, uh, handguns, sure. Yeah. But yeah, uh, they were very adamant. Even though uh, I think Bug Eater was very much wanted to take his mm. um, seeker with him, they were very insistent to to leave it there. I was just wondering how I was going to hide a shotgun under my jacket. Yeah, no, we'll get them when we go put the plan into effect. So we'll go over there and talk to them. All right, you uh, make your way back over to the resistance headquarters. Again, you go down the little alley. There's a couple of guys that are standing there. They kind of give you a nod, let you in, and you go back up the stairs, knock on the door. Who is it? It's uh, us, Dutch and the Americans. Ah, Dutch and the Americans. He opens the door, lets you in and closes it behind. And uh, sitting at the table is, is the same guy that was writing notes before. And next to him looking over it is uh, is Marshall. Marshall Nesbitt. Yeah. Hey, Marshall. Ah, Dutch. It is so good to see you. I've yeah, been thinking too. about our little problem. Okay. I think I have a way for us to bring the demon dog to us. Oh, all right. 
Now listen to this plan. The demon dog attacks. When we try to protest loudly about the fascists and how bad Mussolini is. Mm -hmm. So, not too far from here. In fact, you can probably see it from the window. There's a gondola shop where they make and repair gondolas. I think I can lure the dog to that area where you can hide. And then when the dog gets there, you can jump out and attack it. This is the plan that I have come up with. Yeah, that sounds good. I thought you would think so. We can do it tonight. Uh, Sir, I'm not really sure you should be the one that tries to bring the dog in. I mean, if we lost you, we would, well, we would be lost. I, that is a good, good point. Who could then, who could then bring the dog out? Well, I mean, anyone could do it, sir. Ah, yes, you are the perfect volunteer. (laughs) Um, I, um, I guess so, sir. Yes. Yes, you, the perfect one with the face and everything. <laughs> you know the place that I talk about? Um, yes, sir. I, I, I'm the one that showed it to you. Very good. Very good. Very well. I will leave you with, um... My name's Newman, sir. I will leave you with... And he just kind of walks off. Oh, boy. Um, hi. Hello. I'm Newman. Hey, Newman. Ah, thanks. Well, so... I... You're going to go demonstrate? I will go and demonstrate, and I will lead the demon dog down to the gondola repair area. I hope you guys know what you're doing. I've seen what that demon dog does. Don't worry. We, once you show us where, we'll hide, and we'll just, uh, we'll make sure that you're okay. Make sure that when you're passing out pamphlets or whatever you're going to do, Make sure you question uh, Mussolini's manliness and the general manliness of joining the army. Fascists hate that. Mm, yeah, they they really do. They also hate it when we call them big doo-doo heads, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's go. And he leads you down and out, and a few blocks away, right next to the canal, is this little back area. It's a kind of a, a little sandy beach area where, sure enough, there's, some, there's a clearing uh, where you've got the gondola repair area that comes off of an alley into this. So it's relatively secluded. There are a couple buildings just to the north of the canal uh, that are all part of the gondola shop. And Newman seems to indicate that you guys should hide in one of the buildings until the demon dog is, is there for you to jump out and spring the trap on it. Um, you guys do have a plan, right? Once we I mean, see Marshall yeah, we'll, has done his part. Yeah, we have a plan. Uh, it should work. We've got a, we had a pretty good wizard cook it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys have a wizard? Mm, Mar- it's more like the wizard has us. Marshall was only able to find a tarot card reader. Yeah, that's all right. We do every once in a while manage to pull uh, spectacular resources, but they're spotty. <laughs> we can't do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being in the resistance is kind of like that. And sometimes right, you think exactly. you have a good network, and then all of a sudden it kind of falls apart. Yeah. 
and I, actually the only thing, like one of the things that gives me heart about this whole situation is that fascists kind of do that to themselves. Oh, like, they're yeah. all they're all so selfish and looking out to like advance and things like that that they don't actually work well together. So yeah. sometimes you can find those holes. One time I heard this now. I don't know if this is true or not, but <laughs> one time they let the demon dog off its leash. Oh no. And it turned on its a on its uh, controller and the man was so surprised that the creature bit its own face off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like what did you expect it to do? Right? That's that's a metaphor right there. Yeah. Here's the thing. All the other fascists there, at no point did they think, oh, that could happen to me. Maybe we shouldn't use that demon dog. They just <sighs> think, well, that happened to that guy. He is an idiot, unlike me. Yep. You, you, you got him down pat. Have you uh, dealt with fascists before? Yeah, I've been traveling around Europe for a while, so uh, there's a real uh, fascist problem. Oh, yeah. Before... Before we were here in Italy, uh, Marshall and I were in Spain. Yeah. But that's where you were? Yeah, I've been through there. Oh, yeah. Well, it was uh, it was quite inter interesting. I, I'm still not really clear on why Italy was trying to help Spain. People here hate people that are not from Italy. It's always political reasons, but you'd be surprised. Honestly, I kind of used to not like Italians. Hmm. But spending time here in Italy and knowing that there's people like you guys working hard to uh, to keep people's rights and liberties uh, away from the fascists, I, I appreciate that. And I recognize I'm, that I was wrong before. I'm proud to be anti-fascist, although I should say I'm not Italian. Really? I'm, I'm Canadian, and I feel like in the last week or so that... There's been a bigger target on my back. Yeah, some strange anti-Canadian sentiment. I have no idea where that's coming from. I know. Anyway, I'll, I'll pass the word along to our, our fellow uh, anti-fascist members. Uh, Andretti will certainly be happy to know that you like him. Oh, sure. Hey, uh, I'll, I'll let him know myself after this mission. If we survive. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at here, Newman. Let's go. Um, and he points you to an area to kind of hide in. Okay. Uh, this time, could we figure out a way to bring our guns? Oh yeah, he he loads you guys up as you're as you're as you're leaving. You guys have all your weapons in a in a gunny sack and your iron bars <laughs> in a gunny sack. <laughs> Wouldn't we put the bars in a bari sack? No. Critical Hit Punch Hall Nazis is a production of Major Spoilers Entertainment and was produced and edited by me, Stephen Schleicher. If you would like to get a behind-the-scenes making of this episode, be sure to check out the GM Roundtable Octum Cthulhu Edition at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash majorspoilers. Each week I discuss my plans for the upcoming game session, and Dr. Brad Will is there to share his reactions and advice on how to be a better game master. I will warn you, though, there are spoilers galore in every installment of the GM Roundtable Octoon Cthulhu edition. So, if you don't like spoilers and don't want to know what I am planning next, don't listen to these episodes. Though, I will say, if you do listen, you'll be able to see how and where the players throw a wrench into my plans, 
And you're also going to have greater insight into the world that's being built into this campaign. While General Eisenhower isn't a patron, Marshal Nesbitt is back as the leader of the resistance. Thank you so much, Marshal, for being a continuing patron. You want your name to appear as one of these NPCs in future episodes? All you need to do is become an associate producer at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Finally, we want you to record yourself doing your best on critical hit and send it to us at podcast at majorspoilers.com and your voice will join the growing chorus of fans in upcoming episodes as well. Thank you again for listening this week and here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.